said. Because he lived, because, help me say it. My, my, my. It feels good singing on Easter. All fear is gone. All fear. Because I know, because I know. He holds my mama the future. And life is worth, and life is worth. My mama, life is worth the living just. Come on, it's Resurrection Sunday. Because he lives in your living room, in your kitchen, in your bedroom, while you're driving in your car, or while you're at work. Because he lives, because he lives. Say for the spirit, I can face tomorrow. I can face my, my, my. tomorrow. Hallelujah. They call they live. And I'm glad about that. I heard old folks say that was a little boy. I didn't understand it then. I understand it now. All fear is gone. All fear. All fear. All fear. Faith over fear. All fear is gone. Because I know. Because I know. Future. My, 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 the future. Hallelujah. And life is worth, and life is worth. My, my. And life is worth, and life is worth. My, my, my. You can make it, you can take it. And life is worth. You're going to make it, you're going to hang on in there. Yes, you are. My, my, my. Say, my life, my life is worth, my life is worth, my, 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 the living. Say, my life is worth, my life, my life is worth, yes it is. And life is worth, and life, life is worth, believe. My, 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 because Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your peace, Father. Thank you for loving us today, Father God. Thank you for allowing us to know who you are in our lives, Father. And Father, thank you for each and everyone that has joined us online today, Father. Thank you for those that are out doing business work, Father. Bless them, give them favor. Because you told us this is a year in favor, Father, and we ask that you extend your hand to the righteous that need help, Father God. And even those that don't know you, Father God, open the hearts of, open the eyes of their heart so that they can come and be able to fellowship and learn more about you. Get the bread of life, Father God, so as they go through our, go through the daily test, they know that you are with them and that you are that we are worthy, Father God. And as we endeavor into your word, Father, I thank you for what you're going to do in this lesson, Father. Thank you just for the word itself. Thank you for the bread of life that you give us, Father. Thank you for the opportunities that you allow us to come together, Father God. Thank you for each and every one that's on the line to those and those that have a mind and a heart 
to be able to be here and can't that father thank you that they're able to listen to the podcast later on and just over and over and over and get more and more equipped in jesus name we pray I, I did it a little bit different, you all. I want to jump right into the lesson because it is a short lesson. And really, this lesson is really just to encourage each and every one of you. Like I said, I really do appreciate when you take time out to join us. And I, I, I sent that song to you because it was an encouraging song for me this week. It was like a, a re-emphasizing that uh, because he lives, and this is the season now. What what is happening now? The month of December is when everything is all about Christmas. But being that we're living in the kingdom of of God, we we know the fact that uh, he came so that we could be free, so that we can live in him, so that we can be able to reach the Father. And we don't have to do the old way by taking the dove, the bullock, or the goat, or whatever as sacrifice to a priest and the priest goes to God because of his son we are able to get direct connection to him through through the son then we can get right to the father and so that's that's the whole purpose of this lesson just to it's really a, a lesson to uh really is is it's a lesson to kind of encourage everyone to refresh your lesson thank you father a refresh your lesson because we know all of this but I want us to be able to know it and walk in it not to just know it, but be able to walk in, in the word of God. Now, God, now, uh, one of the questions I had someone ask me, what's the purpose of God? What's the purpose of his son? And I said, God, the son refers to Jesus Christ, bottom line. This will help you all in, in your uh, fishing. When you go out and do a little fishing, you got to have a little, got to have the right kind of worm, you know? The right kind of bait, can I say it? You got to have the right kind of bait to catch these fish that God has told us to go out and catch. Now, one thing, and this is really basic, really basic, and that's how Jesus talked. He talked basic in a way that people could understand him. And that's what I want to encourage you all, or to teach you all, how to talk basic. Don't do all the hemolytics or whatever that word is called, all big time words. Somebody that's a homeless drug dealer, whomever we mostly going to reach, uh, you can't reach them with those big words. You have to come down to the level so you be, so they'll be able to understand what you're, what you're talking about. Now, but see, but everybody's not equipped to go out and bring in, but our, our gathering is to be able to equip us even on our jobs, when we go into the grocery store, even uh, shopping, anything, even, you know what, even when we're paying our bills online and we have to talk to someone, it's all in our attitude and we could draw even more and more people based on our attitude. Well, but one thing, when we talk about the God, the son refers to as Jesus Christ is the son of God. That's who he is. It's a, uh, they're all, it's a Trinity. It's three. And a lot of denominations don't te- teach that God has three parts. And when you get the spirit of God, living in you, you can understand all this. There's three parts, but there's only one. Jesus had talked about that he wanted us to be one like he was with his father. And okay, so now, uh, so Jesus, we, we established the fact that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that he's, at one time, Jesus as God in a human form, that's how Jesus was because he came to the earth in the form of a baby to a virgin woman and if you want to go back go back into Matthews and read all of that and get all that down but we, by now most of you online is at a level where you're not still, still drinking milk so you understand all of that and see what happened when he came he was sent to save humanity 
That was the whole purpose of Jesus. He became the ultimate sacrifice. In the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice and take uh, sacrificial animals to a priest. When God closed down the Old Testament for 400 years, he didn't talk to nobody. You can go back and study it and all that because the people had just been so disobedient. Many, many times he gave a chance after chance. He sent the prophets to him. They beat up prophets. They killed prophets. They didn't want to hear what he was saying. And then when he told them that he was going to send them off to uh, send, them, send, send the whole place, Judah, all over, off into captivity. But the Babylonians, he sent them here. He allowed the Babylonians, Babylonians to cap, capture them for 70 years. And they stayed there. And so all the ones that originally went in, they died off. And so with a new generation coming in, people still being born, that they were, what, working, living, dying for all those years. And so when they went back home, there was a new generation, and they didn't know anything. They didn't know the, the old ways. Now, yes, some did stay, but they had started marrying, buying, and selling with with the people of the land they weren't living by the laws that God had given them so when the priest came the priest uh, was trying to teach Ezra he was trying to teach them the way of God and so a lot of them didn't want to hear it so they just went on doing their own thing and they did that so many years and then after a while after they started back sinning again God said okay I'm shutting it down 400 years he didn't talk or say nothing to anyone and so he decided I wonder he's going to do a new thing he was going to try excuse me he was going to try it again God God had another plan to do this and so I want to encourage each and every one of you because Jesus lived we have access to the father yes he died on the cross but because we believe that he, after he died on the cross and he went down in, in the uh, uh, grave for, say, for three days, and then he got up and he, went, he walked around earth for 40 days. Then he went home and sat to the right hand of the Father. But he told us something before he left this earth. But let's look at John 3, verses 13 through 16. John 3 verses 13 through 16 it says start with 13 said no one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven the son of man just as moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness so the son of man must be lifted up verse 15 says that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life and that's where we should be at by now uh, then uh, I, I, I'm going to jump into the last very last part and this after Jesus had, had gone to the cross and died and then he uh, before he left, he addressed the disciples and anyone else that was in hearing, uh, hearing, uh, in, 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 that could hear his voice. And he encouraged them. He said, and I would ask the Father, and he would give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. That's what he said he was going to do. Now, that was the key. That was uh, the NIV version. Now, the King James Version said, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. 
that he may abide with you forever. And that's what we live on daily, you all. That's, if we're living in the kingdom of God, that, that should be our motto, our main statement that keeps us knowing that he lives for us now doing doing it because jesus jesus when jesus went back before he left he gave us some promises god promised us some things and like like i you know i had three girls and around this time they always wanted something you know i wanted to give them gifts i i, I worked so i wanted to give them gifts i wanted to give friends a home ever my, my nieces nephew i want to be able to give those gifts you know uh, and th- that's the natural side of us. God has gifts and promises for us, and we need to realize what it is. Now, one of the major promises of God is that he, uh, he would give us freedom from addictions, deliverance from sin and evil, uh, financial provisions. He provide for financial provisions. He'll give us hope for the lost and hurting families and friends, overcoming depression, we, we can see that. If we can't see it, we're going to have to do some teaching. There's so many, uh, I'll say us when I say us, I, I, I mean that because of the way I'm teaching it. There are so many people that's depressed, that beat down because they don't have, they don't see nobody with them. They think they're all by themselves. They're all alone, so they're beat down. But God promised us that he would even do recovery in, in a bad marriage. He would give us good health. He'll heal us. Uh, he'll bring uh, being free. He'll have us be free from fear and anxiety. He'll give us strength and many more of the blessings and gifts that God promised us to provide for those who love him. That's the key right there. We got to love God. We got to know who he is and all that stuff. You know, when you get a big old package, you don't know what is inside until you open it up. When we open up our heart to God and accept Jesus Christ in our heart, we see all this stuff that God has for us. Now, uh, God promised to those who serve him, God has promised that all things work together for, for good to those who love and serve him faithfully. And I'm going to repeat that. One of the major promises that God has made to us that we should Put in our heart, put in our child, chew on that daily to know that God has promised that all things, no matter what storm comes up, but if you love him, it said, God promised that all things work together for good to those who love and serve him faithfully. Love and serve him faithfully. Uh, Get Romans 8 and 28. Romans 8 and 28. This is another backup scripture for the one I just said. Romans 8 and 28 said, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God called each and he, he, uh, I'll, I'll say he birthed each and every one of us. He has a purpose for each and every one of us. And if we don't know the purpose, we go back to him and ask us for ourselves what the purpose is. It's no need for you to go ask your sister, your brother, your neighbor, your pastor. God talks directly to you. You don't have to take a goat to the pastor now. You don't have to take a dove to the pastor to hear from God. You can hear from God yourself with your own self ears. Second Corinthians 1 and 20. That's where we at. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 said, For all the promise of God find uh, their yes in him. For all the promises of God find their 
yes in him. That is why it's through him that we utter our amens to God for his glory. That's when we understand what he wants us to do. Normally we say amen. If I'm talking to you in 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 in, in the uh, natural, and I'll I'll say, uh, Mimi, here here's a package for you. And first thing she's go, I know my sister. She'll say thank you. She ain't just gonna grab it and just run somewhere and throw it down. She's gonna say thank you, and that's how we are with God. He made us the promises, and we don't know what the promises is. We go into His Word and find out what the promise is, and say Amen. Say Amen. Thank you. Amen. Hebrews ten and twenty three. Hebrews 10 and 23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who for he who promised is faithful. I'll read that again. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope. We hope is things we, we don't see. We hope for this. We hope that God is going to bless us. We hope. He said he's going to do it, but we, as the natural man, just hold within your heart. You just hope that's going to happen. But you don't sit down and just, oh, yeah, he said it, but I don't believe it. That's, he said, but if God, when God promises you something, God is faithful. He's not, he's not going to backslide. He's not going to tell you something different. Philippians 4 and 19. Philippians 4 and 19, you are, we're walking in this world, this dark world. And some of these scriptures we need, we don't need to know the address of all of them, but we need to have them embedded in our hearts, embedded in, in I say down in our guts, in our hearts, but you got them in your head. Sometimes we, we fight that, uh, uh, Fight, fight our minds sometimes. You know, the devil gets in our mind and twists everything around. The devil can take one word and make a whole scripture so totally different. Can make us get selfish. Um, uh, what is it? I, the one thing I talked about the other day was was like we 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 can get uh we can find it as rude to us. And we can get insulted. Let's let's go on to this one here. Philippians four and nineteen. Philippians 4 and 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to the riches and glory in Jesus Christ. That's what Philippians said. And my God will supply every need of yours according to the riches and glory in Jesus Christ. God, whatever you need, as long as you love him and you're obedient to his word, he'll give it to you. And that I, you know, I can teach you the word, but you're going to have to get the word in your heart where you believe it yourself. This, this is an individual relationship. Our relationship with with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is an individual. Yes, we come into group or, or corporate prayer or whatever, but our but our relationship with Him is a one-on-one thing. It's what I do, what you do. It's not what my kids do. It's what God is not going to hold you responsible for nothing that your kids do unless you distract your kids and you live a, a, a sorry life before them. Because most of the time, the lives that we live, that we see before us or see around us, those familiar spirits makes who we are. A, a lot of times, what we, we refuse to give up the old ways that has gone past this, this like i said when they came back out of bondage those people that came back out of the bondage majority of them didn't know anything about the old way didn't know anything about god all they all they knew what was what they had learned over there in bondage in babylon 
First uh, John 1 and 9. That's where we're at. First John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Word of God, this the Bible that I'm reading from in First John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, you don't have to go to a priest to confess your sins. You go right to Jesus and you confess your son. But there's a scripture in there that said, you know, sometimes you can go to a brother or sister or whatever. But the, I find the easiest way, somebody that I know can forgive me of my sins. If you have a fault with somebody, yeah, you go to them and straighten it out. But that's a whole different teaching. So don't let me get you stuck on that thinking you got to go tell somebody to forgive you before you can uh, get to get to repent. Jesus told us in one lesson to repent or die. You make up your mind what you want to do. But I want to encourage you all. What you need to do is to be able to get out of your way. Get out of your own way. What happens a lot of times, we stumble over our own selves because we're in the way. The bottom line is, you all, God is faithful to his promises. I love it to say God is faithful to his word. If he said it, he, he always does what he says and he always keeps his promises. He has made in his word, all the promises he's made in his word, he will keep them. He doesn't change his mind. God is, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. God cannot deny himself. When we are faithless, we have no faith. I, I just can't believe I'm going to be healed. I just can't believe I'm going to be healed. But God is faithful. He's not going to change his mind. He's promised you that you will be healed. But if you don't do what he said, take care of yourself. Stop drinking all that from out of house every day. Get some clean water in you. Uh, drink some nice, some green tea. Everybody knows now green tea kills don't like cancer. Drink just some green tea, hot or cold. Don't like, oh, I don't like tea. Okay, keep on. Keep on, just let, let us know what color dress you want when you die. Uh, 2 Timothy 12, 2 and 13. We're going to get, that's what that one says. Uh, 2 Timothy 2 and 13 is the promise of God. But I, I want to say this too. If we endure, endure means to continue doing the same old thing. That's what endure means. It says if we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he would also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot disown, God cannot disown himself. That's getting Romans uh, 6, and 20, 6 and 23. Uh, if I'm going too fast, you all can re listen to the uh, uh, a podcast and like I said this is a great way to evangelize just refer it to somebody and say well, have you heard of this podcaster this is my niece nephew my cousin uh, Mimi's sister Adel's sister y'all might want to listen to their to her podcast and to tell you one thing I do know my podcast has reached Nigeria and it's a couple other little bit of small countries over there because I get texts on, on the WhatsApps, and they're telling me they're enjoying the podcast, they're enjoying the word of God that we're sending out. Romans 6 and 23 said, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages of sin is death, you all. 
but the God gives us a free gift, and that's eternal life as long as we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Romans 23, read it in whatever version you want to read it. Hebrews 6 and 13. For when God makes a promise, when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had uh, no one greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself. Hebrews 6 and 13. When God made a promise to Abraham, he had no other great, no greater person to swear by. So he swore by himself. And you know how we swear sometimes. You know, I, I swear I'm right. I swear. I swear it's right. But this is what that is saying. Numbers uh, 30 and 2 says, If a man vows a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself by a pledge, he shall not break the word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. If we make a promise to God, we shouldn't break it, you all. We should keep our word. He keeps his word to us. We should be faithful enough to keep our word to him. You know, if if you if something should happen and you, and, you, and you just have to break your word, you need to go back to God and ask him to forgive you for breaking that word. For, repent. Jesus Again, Jesus said you either repent or die. That's what Jesus said, and it's in the Word. Let's look at 2 Corinthians uh, 5 and 17. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, all that clubbing, all that stuff you did, that's gone. All that old nasty music you listen to, that's gone when you repent of it. Yes, God, to forgive me. Cleanse my ears. Cleanse my heart, Lord, so that I can, I, so that these distractions will go away. But when you don't repent, it's, it's like having a veil throw over you. And you're trying to praise God and worship God, and you're never getting an answer. And you never get an answer because you still all got all that dirty garbage all, all, all over you. Uh, David said, Purge me with, cleanse me with hyssop. A uh, hyssop was a little bush that you could, they used to take and, and do sweeping or dusting or whatever. He said, cleanse me good, Lord. Cleanse me. Wipe all that stuff out. That's what we have to, that's what repentance is. Get all that mess out of the way. So it says, therefore, if anyone in Christ is a new, you're a new creature. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't have to go to a priest and say, go stand in the gap for me and ask God to, to, to uh, uh, save me for one more year. We don't have to do that. That's why we are so highly favored and blessed. We don't have to go to no man. We go straight to the Son of God. And the Son of God, uh, uh, sit, he's sitting on the right hand, right hand. So all he got to do is turn around and say, well, Vera has to come in. And I, I give her a check off. She's okay. And then, boom, my ears are open and God will hear what I'm saying. We'll hear what I'm praying. Second Peter 1, 3 and 4. This was a little bit long, uh, but the Second Peter 1, 3 and 4. I'm actually almost, 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 almost done with the lesson. Second Peter 3 and 4. 2 Peter 1, verses 3 and 4, says, His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted us His precious and very, and very great promises, 
to that through them that you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. You know, corruption is all around us, but God has granted us, he's going to give us all things through our life and good because of how we are to him, through the knowledge of him, knows we know who Jesus is, through the glory, through the glory and excellence of Jesus. And, you know, I, I, I think about this. Some people have a standard in life and some people don't. And I'll repeat that. And I, I repeat, it, repeat it because I, I do believe all of this. I do believe it. There, there, You know, in our culture, there are some people that don't care about anything. They do anything. You can tell because they've got a nasty house. An old lady taught me something years and years ago. She said, when you walk up to somebody's front door and you see a bunch of old leaves and dead leaves right at the doorstep before you step in the door, that means they got a dirty house. When you walk, you're walking down. I I know that, and I have to use this because majority are, are out east. I I have to use this one as a scenario. I have never walked into 14, walked up those one, two, three steps. Might be four, three. I think the third, fourth step. You're on the side on the porch, and there's a mat. I have never seen dirt and dust or anything on that mat before. You walk over that threshold. You knock on that door, you walk over the threshold, and you go in. Because my sisters keep that clean. That's how we were taught. You don't have dirty, nasty mess outside your house. You can barely get into the door because you got so much trash. You got your old shoes laying outside your door. Or your old shoes, time you walk in the house, you got a bunch of shoes. There. Get your basket. Put your shoes in. Make it neat. Make your house welcomeable. You want somebody to be able to approach in your house. But if you got dirty stuff outside, uh, uh, it says a woman will build a home, not tear it down. And because uh, I, I'm from the old school, is, there's a scripture in there that we like to talk about, that cleanliness is next to godliness. That's also for our attitude, our clothes, our appearance. If that's cleanliness, we can represent God, but you're dirty, nasty clothes, all wrinkles, hair, looking like you just got up out of somebody's garbage can. That's not how God is. That's a simple, simple thing. No, it has nothing to do about the fact you're being saved, but it, it, it could give you an example because you're looking like the world. You may not have a dime. You don't. You may not have no fancy clothes, fancy uh, uh, furniture, and all of that. But I know one thing: there is a way to keep it clean. There is a way, way to keep it nice. I, I've been in situations where I go buy antique stuff. I love antique furniture. I don't like all this modern. When there was a, a little period there, you all, when everything was that black modular stuff you were buying, that junk was no good. You, you hit it one time, it falls apart. I like that old, old, heavy wood, heavy-duty furniture. That's what I like. But I know how to keep it clean. Because I, 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 everybody knows me in a way. I do not like a dirty house. And I, I guess I'm, I'm a fanatic. I don't like anything out of order. If, if I sit a vase a certain way and you move it, I want to put back or either I'll go back and put it back where it was. I'm a person of order. When your your house is all ramshack, everything you you uh, you open the doors for demonic spirits. You, you may not understand what I'm saying now, but when you get off the milk and get on the meat, you understand how what we how we keep around it. The enemy don't want to come in when it's nice and clean, but if you got dirty and nasty, oh yeah, they like that. They love that. Uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven through thirteen says. For I know the plans I have for you, 
declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future, a hope, a future and hope. Then you will call upon me, come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me, and you will seek me with all your heart. And I'm going to read that again. I stumble a little bit. For I know, God said, for I, he was telling Jeremiah this. He was encouraging Jeremiah, and I love to read the book of Jeremiah because he told Jeremiah, I knew you before while you was in your mother's womb. You all, you think I'm crazy, but God knew me when I was in my mother's womb. Did he know you? I know he know, knew me because my mother was filled with the Holy Ghost when I was born. Her mother was filled with the Holy Ghost. So all, all they had to do back then was sit in the church all the time. She, when she was a young woman, that's all she did. Went to the Big D church. That's, there weren't no clubs. And she wasn't a person that go out in the club and drink and all of that. That wasn't her. So he, Jeremiah told him, told, Jeremiah says, uh, uh, God said to Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me. Not to say you're out looking all around for God. How we seek him is read his word. Take some time, read his word, read his word. And you have to be very careful as to what... uh, what 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 term, what type you read now? What type? Oh Lord, help me, Jesus! You know there are so many uh, translations. You have to very watch what translations. Vera Glass does not like the. Uh, uh, I think that it's it's one that starts with an A. Somebody, whoever think of it, unmute and say, tell me. I I don't like that because it gives too it's too wordy. I think Joyce Myers always says she loves that version. Amplified, the amplified version. Amplified meaning it's bigger. It means I love the King James and thank God I'm at a point where I can understand the King James. There's a new King James and there's the message Bible. But if you don't understand it, you ask God, you ask the Holy Spirit and he will give you understanding. Ask him and he will give it to you. Again, I'm gonna. he said that then you will call upon me and come and pray. He said, call upon me and come and pray. Pray to me. That's what God said. Pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your hearts, when we seek God with all our heart, he's there. He hasn't moved his, he hasn't changed his address. But a lot of times we change his address or we got the address wrong by listening to some of the stupid mess that's out there right now. That's actually the end of the lesson today. And, uh, I, I want to thank God. It's really simple, simple lesson. And his word 